Hello and welcome to the Dear Citrus Diaries podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Hodgen, and I'm a food and beverage lover. From design to development and all the in-between, this podcast is about my life as a 20-something-year-old navigating the ups and downs of the everyday. So grab a cup of matcha or your favorite functional beverage, get cozy, and let's dive in. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 7 a.m. EST for a brand new episode. Hi, Avery. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I would love for you just to introduce yourself to everybody and tell them what you do. Hi, I'm Avery. I am currently the digital marketing and community manager at TBH, which is the better for you, better for the planet. Hazelnut spread, we're taking down that big big guy that everyone knows um, and has probably had in the past, but that's, that's what I currently do. I'm working with some other brands just to help out with their digital marketing, um, help with email, social, just their all around, you know, marketing gal if they need any help. So that's what I I'm up it. to these days. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, can you tell us a little bit about what all you do at TBH and kind of give us a snapshot of what a day in your life looks like? Yeah, yeah. So I essentially call myself the, the person that does all things digital and community at TBH. So anything you see on our social media to anytime anyone's in the DMs, whether you're emailing about a collab, if you're an influencer, if you have any customer service issues, um, it's coming to me. So I get to have a hand in a lot of part of the business, which is really exciting uh, for me as someone that's early on in my career, but at the same time, get to, you know, grow and kind of harness a community and bring this, you know, big melting pot of different people from all over the world that want to see a better product on shelves um, for the future of us, our bodies, and our planet. So it's really everything from like content creation to customer service, like I mentioned, to, you know, if we're at events, I'm the helping at the door, just like all of us are. Um, so a little bit of everything, but that's kind of how it works in the startup world. So it's it's definitely a good time. Keeps me on my toes. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So yeah. we talked a little bit about you know, when we were talking ahead of time about being in your early 20s and how Gen Z has this like very unique value to the market and especially like you being so young and we're around the same age and doing all of this at such an amazing company is crazy and like crazy in a good way. But how do you feel about like Gen Z having this unique value proposition in the CPG world? Yeah, I think – well, I think number one, like we are the buyers that are about mm -hmm. to soon be the majority of the market. I know millennials still kind of have that moniker, but we are coming up very, very quickly. And I think that the interesting thing about Gen Z is that, you know, we were born into this like internet age. We were born mm -hmm. into it. It feels very intrinsic to me and you in a way that every other generation before us has not really had the ability to kind of say that they have that relationship with. So I think that that's one of the bigger pieces of valuable, you know, information that I take on every day as being a Gen Z person. But it also kind of is this casual nature, this casual relationship that I feel like a lot of times people that are older than us and now, you know, younger in, in a kind of way, uh, don't necessarily have because, mm -hmm. you know, if they were if they're older than us or of an older generation, I think that you know they came into us. It was a learned thing. They had to like adapt with what was going on with the time. And people who are younger than us like actually have no have no idea what life is without it. You right. know, even before it. So it's this other thing of like having to perform all the time. And we definitely still feel that as Gen Z, we usher that into the limelight. But mm -hmm. I think that 
we've now had a little bit more time to sit with it and kind of figure out, you know, what is our role in it? Are we going to speak up? Are we not going to? What is, you know, how are you going to deal with it from a personal and a professional basis? So I think Mm -hmm. that's one of the larger concepts about Gen Z that I really love and feel very akin to as I am a part of the, you know, group. But I think the other thing that Gen Z really brings to at least a professional setting is this you know, obviously this freshness, we're the youngest group that's entering the, for- the workforce right now, but mm-hmm. I think there's a hunger there that I'm not sure other, you know, generations have seen. I can't speak to that, but from what I've heard about people talking about Gen Z, it's, you know, it's a double-edged sword of we are the hungriest. So sometimes they want us in the room and sometimes they don't, but, you know, it just depends on who, who you're with and, you know, what kind of vibe they're going for. Um, I'm sure you've had many other experiences like that yes. as well. Um, so I think that's, that's the other piece that's really exciting. And I think specifically with food and Bev, which is a passion of mine, passion of yours. And I think a lot of, you know, Gen Z starting to get into, especially in cities, mm-hmm. is just like supporting smaller brands that are doing cool things. And the one thing that we can all agree on is is food. So I think that's the one piece that brings everyone together, but also kind of helps us bring in this new environment of things we're consuming and putting our money into and behind. So I love Gen Z. I will I I will fight for us until the day is done. So. Oh, same, same. Yeah. I think we just like have such a unique perspective on the world because we've seen how all the other generations choices have affected our lives so personally and I think we are so like just passionate about making sure that doesn't happen to another generation or trying to fix you know the current issues that we're going through and I think what you're saying about like food being this thing we can all agree on is so true because it's so interesting that so much of our generation is like really interested in food and beverage and really interested in wellness and taking care of themselves and there's just this like new age of energy around those markets and just around those interests in general even if you don't work in them and it's so true what you're saying like you know we can all relate to food and like it's something that's comforting and builds community at the end of the day and I think in a world where we're also online and like a lot of our jobs are online or at least there's a component to it you know having something that we can all come back to is like such a good point and yeah you know how has that really manifested in your life maybe outside of your actual job but just I know you have a food blog and you like showing food on there like how has this kind of grown a community around you that you can tap into for a bunch of different things yeah I was actually like I was directly going to go into this point. So I'm glad you asked that question. Like I, I have, if you have known me at any point of my life, I have always said I've had my most important memories around a dining room table, around Mm -hmm. a dinner table. I have the words fork and knife tattooed on me. Like it is so, thank you. It is so a part of, you know, my upbringing and my family that I never actually thought I was going to like work in any kind of food adjacent industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really did start with just this passion of, you know, being able to be with my family and, and you talk about food in a way and, you know, be in the kitchen and create something for people that they're going to enjoy and hopefully remember for, you know, however long of time. So food has always been, you know, a core piece of who I am. And, and I think that, it makes a lot of sense that I've now kind of turned my professional life into this like community building kind of thing um, because it's always what I've looked for. I think 
you know, talking about Gen Z, that is what we want. We want mm-hmm. community all the time. Whatever kind of form it comes in doesn't matter, but we want community, whether it's online, in person, a mix of both, or people that you'll never meet, you know? So right. I think that that's this idea of like this inclusivity that I think is really exciting. And I think food can do that for people. Um You know, I also personally just love cooking. Like it's my one thing that I can just zone in on and forget what's happening in the world. Mm So, you know, you know, shout out Flavory. But I think that as far as just food in general, it it really does. You know, everyone needs food to survive. You know, sometimes maybe that doesn't mean a really expensive CPG product that, you know, might be doing something better for you. But I think the basis of that is that food is necessary for everybody. And that's one thing that we all have in common, which feels so cliche. But honestly, like it's one of the better ones in my opinion. Oh, yeah. One oh, of the better yeah. cliches. So I think that that's definitely, definitely one of the bigger pieces of why food is so important to me. And I think, you know, I think that's, it's, it's a thing now. Like, you know, mm-hmm. food blogs, you know, millennials introduced us to this, but I think now it's so much more normal to like talk about food oh, and yeah. post about it. I remember in high school, if you were like, posting, you know, what you were eating for lunch on your Instagram story, people were like, what, what are you doing? Why? Right, like, what is this? Yeah, it doesn't matter. But now it's like, oh, that's beautiful. Good job. Like, hope you Mm -hmm. love it. Also, where did you get that? Like, right, right. It's creating conversations that I don't think we were having even a few years ago. So it's, it's really exciting. And I'm glad that, you know, everyone's on board. Oh, I agree. I, I'm interested to hear a lot of times people can say like, the careers that they've ended up in, they can kind of pull that back to and pin it to some moment in their childhood or upbringing, or even maybe later in life that like really push them in that direction. And I'm wondering if you have a very like specific memory with food or just some sort of memory with food that you feel like was very transformative in your life path. Oh yeah. I mean, so so I, I grew up my, – my dad is from New Jersey and therefore like spent a lot of time in New York mm-hmm. growing up. My grandfather worked for the New York Times for a long time. And so I grew up hearing about all of these – you know, insane eating experiences and being able to travel and try new foods and bring them back and, you know, just kind of talk about it from this high level. And then as I got older and we, you know, I was able to appreciate it more. Mm -hmm. The first time I came to New York, I was 10 and then came back again with my family when I was 13. And it was the moment that I was like, I'm going to live in New York City. Like I am, this is this is my end all be all. I'm going to go to school here. I'm going to do it all. And I'm, you know, really glad to say that I've been able to do that. But, you know, Flavory Avery, which is my like measly little Instagram, like passion project side thing was created on that trip when I was 13. So it kind of was this like, it's not necessarily my, you know, one memory around a a thing that I ate once, but Mm -hmm. it was this like stark moment in my life. I was standing outside a Chelsea market, which is funny to think back on now, you know, I live here and I don't spend a lot of time there, but it's one of this thing where I took a photo of macaroon and I was like, I'm Flavor Avery and that's going to be my like fun thing for the rest of my life. And I think that it was kind of this moment of, you know, I'm going to talk about food and I want to do this. And also I get to live in New York. Like what the hell? It's it's wild. I'm going to eat all the things. So I think that's my like larger memory. And then as, as far as a food, like a specific food memory goes, um, you know, I'm my, my other side of the family is from the South. So like growing up around Thanksgiving, it was like fried turkeys and my great grandma's mm-hmm. butter beans, which are actually just lima beans in a lot of yep. butter. And, you know, <laughs> and, you know, 
the oyster stuffing and all of these like amazing Southern dishes that I don't get to eat a lot anymore. But I think looking back on it now, like getting so excited about going and having that really special dish that I have once a year. And, you know, now that she, she passed a year ago. And so it's, you know, nice to have a piece of my great grandma who I'm very close with, you know, with me all the time. She had a cake recipe that um, it was a 12 layer chocolate cake. It was like oh super gosh. thin, uh, layers of like butter cake with like a mm. fudgy icing on top. And somehow it skipped a generation to be taught how to make it. Yeah. So it was kind of, or two generations, I guess, but it was kind of our thing. And so I have the words two cup sugar from the recipe tattooed on my hand as like a way that like whenever I I'm cooking, that. Like doing that, like doing something like that, I'm always kind of taken back to like the people who taught me how to cook. So it is you know, those are a few memories, but I think it all just comes back to this like idea of like paying homage to the things that I remember from my childhood and get to, you know, bring into my young adult life and hopefully, you know, the future forever. I, I love that. And that's, oh my gosh, I love the tattoos that you've mentioned. That's so beautiful. And it's so funny. You're saying that about like your, um, family like split having family in New Jersey and family in the South because that's the exact same split with my parents and my family as well. So I have those like such like innate memories of like Thanksgiving and Southern food and like, oh my gosh, like every year when Thanksgiving comes around now, like it's not the same because my grandparents have passed and things have changed and it's not the same, but we always go back to the same recipes and I'm even thinking now, like, this will be my first year hosting Thanksgiving for my family and um, my partner and stuff like that. And so I've been going through all the recipes and it's so interesting when you, like, look back at recipes that at the time might not have felt, like, so important, but you go back and you're like, oh my gosh, I have this memory and you know, I remember making it this year and I remember eating with this person and it's so Mm -hmm. cool how you can map food back to all of these things like I even think about when I moved to New York it was I was there for a year and then I moved into my own apartment like off of um campus storms yeah and I moved to this place it was me and my parents moving in and I lived in a fourth floor walk-up in Hell's Kitchen it was just so hot that day I think it was like 98 degrees we were so warm and we finally finished and we're like okay we have to find somewhere to eat and I didn't really know the neighborhood super well but we ended up at this Mediterranean restaurant, which is no longer there. It had a fire a couple of years ago, but we went in there and ate and I swear to God, it was the best meal I've ever had in my entire life. And my parents and I always laugh about it because we're like, we don't know if it was the best meal because it was like truly the best food or if it was like we were just so exhausted that like thing would have tasted good. But I always think about that and just like, I don't know. It's so cool how you can map food back to it and also yeah. how – our generation is like so willing to have these conversations about food and how much it's like played a role in our lives. And I think, you know, when we're talking about food, like it gives us such an opportunity to be creative and have creative passions and, you know, just like projects outside of work. And I would love to hear like, what's your favorite thing you've made recently? I saw in your stories the other day that you were making um, Caroline's tiramisu and I need to know how it went. I actually, so I'm I'm going to a dinner party tonight and I made it last night for tonight and I had a little bit of like leftover kind of stuff that didn't fit in the pan. I made a little mini one for myself. It's bomb. It's a cranberry tiramisu. I was actually just talking about, tiramisu is my favorite dessert of all time. Oh, same. If it's on on the menu, 
we are getting it and I'm mm-hmm. going to get one for myself. So, right. I, I, you know, I, I like to think that people think of me when they think of tiramisu, but I've never actually made a proper coffee tiramisu. Mm. I've made a ton of tiramisus, but all different flavors. So I'm kind of like seeing how far I can go until I have to go back to, you know, like the old classic. <laughs> yes. But it's a cranberry one with like a – Oh, that sounds It's like a cranberry jam and then like a Grand Marnier and cranberry juice like dip for the lady fingers. Oh, my gosh. Silky, like mascarpone whipped thing on top. It's so bomb. Highly recommend. And you don't have to bake it. So it's nice. Like it doesn't have to go in the oven for right. like a dinner party or anything. So – yeah, would highly recommend. It's really good. That sounds delicious. <laughs> when I was back in New York visiting a couple of weeks ago, we were just like walking around randomly one night yes. after dinner and we walked past this matcha shop that had a sign outside for matcha tiramisu. And oh. I was like, oh, I need a slice. Delish. And we went and got some and I was like, this is the best thing I've ever tried. Like it was so good. And I feel like I've become a tiramisu lover recently. Nice. Like it's become my go-to dessert. But you were saying yeah. like you want people to think of you when they think of tiramisu mm-hmm. and yes. I I love that and I'm like sitting here trying to think like what food would people like think of me when it comes right. to I don't know and I don't know I'm trying to think I'm like maybe like a soup or honestly maybe just like a matcha tonic like that's yeah. my go-to and I feel like I never shut up about how much I love oh them <laughs> oh it, it like drops or like not drops it goes above like 75 degrees on any given day and I'm like it's espresso tonic season right everyone get the tonic get some lemon mm-hmm. a little ginger and pour your espresso into there like I feel the exact same way and I'm a little annoying about it like oh, it's same. an instagram story occasion mm-hmm. it is like the whole thing i'm just like, i need to tell everyone I yeah i think it, and this goes back to you know talking about gen z but like i think the other thing about gen z that's so exciting for me at least is everyone feels so passionate mm-hmm. and if they aren't they're trying to find something that is and i think that goes for most people in the world but i think with Gen Z and the people that I surround myself with, everyone is so loud about the things they love. And that is so important to me, whether it's your job or your family or a food or, you know, something like I also have this affinity for disco balls because in my head, you know, no one's ever looked at a disco ball and was sad. So I love that. So I think like I also every time I see a disco ball posted on my Instagram story, like it's not a it's not for anyone else. It's for me to be able to catalog right. and be like, oh, I can look back at this and remember when I was here or there, or like finding the spots that you're like, oh, there's a disco ball there. That's so random. Like it's I think it's a lot of fun. And I think that being able to be so loud and, you know, not care about, you know, what anyone is gonna like think about that thing that you like is very intrinsically us. Um, but I think that's another thing that, you know, this conversation is reminding me of that can like be tied back to this just idea of like being Gen Z, being young and like doing it and living life, which is so Absolutely. exciting. It like really invigorates me. It gets me excited. Oh, me too. I think it's so yeah. cool to see like what everyone is doing outside of work. And even like with work, it's cool. But I think it's cool when somebody's like, okay, I'm willing to take my free time, my time outside of work and like really invest it into something that I feel passionate about or, you know, that you like want to get out into the world or maybe you're just doing it for yourself. But it's so true. Like so many of the people in my life, they all have their own things going on. And so what do you think like Gen Z is so motivated by action when it comes to both like finding dream jobs, passion projects, being involved in their communities, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So how do you – turn your dreams into actionable goals? Oh, I think I'm working on that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, same. I think I, yeah, I, 
I think I the one thing I've been really trying to do recently is just give myself like a little bit of grace um mm-hmm. you know I think if we talk about like the negative side of Gen Z because of all of this passion and because of you know our growing up on social I think there's always this twinge of like damn like I need to be doing better or mm-hmm. there's so much more I could be doing or you know I watch college basketball and I'm like that kid's 18 like what right. am I doing you know, I think, and I'm not even that much older than them. So Mm -hmm. I don't think, I actually don't think that the world is placing these things on me. I think I do it to myself, but I think I'm figuring out how to do that right now. I mean, I'm a year into my career and I feel like I am sprinting. Mm -hmm. So I think while I like that, and I'm, I'm very much of the thought of, I'm never going to have this much energy. I may as well do it all now. I'm also trying to give myself a little bit of grace being like, I'm not even 23 yet. I turned 23 in like a week. So I'm kind of, you know, I'm, I'm kind of giving myself a, a little bit of like a, all right, dude, like you can take a deep breath, like mm-hmm. calm down a little bit. So I think I'm working on that right now, but that's my first step of attaining those dreams and goals. Um, Cause even if I, if I, you know, if I get asked the question, like, what's your five-year goal, what's your five-year plan? I'm like, I'm not even going to be 30. Right. I don't know. Like, I'm not sure yet, to be completely honest with you. And I think that that's an okay answer. Um, but even a few months ago, I don't know that that would have been an okay answer in my head. So I think I'm I'm working on that right now just to, you know, I'm, I'm doing a good job and I'm trying my hardest and I'm doing all the things that, you know, I feel like I should be doing. And obviously I'm always down for constructive criticism and I want to grow and learn, but I'm trying to, you know, give myself a little bit more grace these days um, as you know, time goes on. <laughs> yes, I fully understand that. I think that's something I've been yeah. focusing on in my own life too, because I'm mm-hmm. so much of a person where yeah. I can't focus on just the present. I have to look like what's my life going to look like in three months from now, six months, a year from now? And like, how am I going to plan for that for like good things and for negative things? And, you know, I, I think I drive myself nuts sometimes because something really positive will happen like in the Mm -hmm. present. And I, I'm like, well, that's great. But like, am I going to replicate this in a month? Right. What's going to happen in a month? Like, and it's, oh, it's such a vicious cycle. And I think it's something that is so innate to Gen Z and not something that, you know, other generations don't deal with, but I think we're just so motivated and so passionate and like, you know, we're constantly online. So we're seeing what everybody else is doing, like you're saying, and it's Mm -hmm. hard to not compare yourself and it's hard to kind of separate yourself from it and being like, okay, yeah, they're doing this really cool thing, but that doesn't mean I'm not doing something really cool or I'm not trying. And that idea of like sprinting, I feel like is – how so many people feel because it's like you're you're constantly told like okay you know you got to get all your career figured out before you're 30 and like you have to like really be at a point and you know you should be thinking about relationships and like maybe kids if that's something you're interested in and like oh where are you gonna live for the rest of your life like you know all the (laughs) things which I'm sure you know and it's just (laughs) it's all of that and then we want to start passion projects on top of it and it's like when do you slow down? When do you like take a second to breathe? And so what do your, what do your self care practices look like to like attempt to stay balanced? Oh my gosh. Well, (laughs) I think to, I will answer that question, but I think to like piggyback off what you just said, I think, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that we were of like, we were growing up and we were seeing the generation of those like, you know, 
retire at 28 kind yes. of people like yes. sell the company retire at 28 become an investor for us girl boss mm-hmm. yeah right like if that's your plan go for it like that is sick you know like mm-hmm. down love that for you but I think that because we have those people to look up and they're the ones you know talking about you know like here's how you sell a company here's what you should do if you're a CEO like here's all these things that I think we're so kind of like we have to go 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 we have to do this now or else I'm not accomplishing anything if I am mm-hmm. retired if I'm not retired by 30 like and I while I sympathize with that and I do like definitely have a little piece of that inside of me I think it gets me going but at the same time I'm like it's not really that realistic no. and it's okay yeah. if that's your goal do it go for it like let's I want to support you 100% but I think that a, a lot of that like sprinting feeling comes from the fact that we just saw these people get really successful really smart people get really successful really quickly um and then you know kind of be like cool I'm gonna pivot now um right. as opposed to this like you know work until the age of retirement you know if you have to or if you want to it's a it's a different kind of ball game these days um but as far as self-care goes to act to answer your question yes yes um, no you're good I'm currently on my skincare journey and my hair journey so you ask at an interesting time this year I have been through like five different hair care brands <laughs> that I am like trying to figure out what works for me and my scalp which mm-hmm. I think is a very funny question especially or funny answer, especially as someone like in this like D to C, you know, e-com, CPG yes. space. Like it's like everyone's trying to try the new thing and all these oh, funny. Oh, for sure. Like, me out. But I've landed on pros as of right now. So that's what I that. used. But it's definitely, it's definitely helping. I really like their dry shampoo. So I love them. Fun. I but, think that's like my favorite yeah. shampoo and conditioner <laughs> ever. I went yeah. through the whole thing a couple of years ago where I was yeah. like, my hair needs help. And I found yeah. them through a friend and I like literally mm-hmm. have never turned back. Yeah, my mom. I found it through my mom and I was like, it's I mean, it's a little bit more expensive than I would like to be paying. Right. But you know, I use it sparingly and I think I'm trying to be smart about it. But yeah, hair and skin, I'm like trying to figure out and giving more time to. I mm-hmm. think as far as like my long term self care, I cook. Like I I know I mentioned it, but it's like genuinely one of the only things that I can like not put in headphones, not have anything playing and just like get in my head and like mm-hmm. just think and you know cook I guess is the action yeah. there um and no, I, I understand too, that. Like, I am I am as extroverted as they come so I think for a lot of a lot of my day like being with other people and like being with friends and being social is really important to me and truly I mean it invigorates me I'm the definition textbook of you know of an extrovert so I think that's another piece of it too especially working from home and you know in front of oh, a laptop yes. all day I like crave that a lot of the time so yeah I think those are the ones but yeah, I feel we're very similar in that. In that I feel like, especially because it's just me on my team, you know, it's, I'm yeah, right. by myself in this. It's like I crave leaving the house and I yeah. crave like going out and talking to people and like whether or not it's a podcast recording or, you know, just a meeting or yeah. whatever it is, I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to talk to somebody. <laughs> and like, it's like by the time my boyfriend gets home, I'm like just word vomiting like everything that happened because I'm like I haven't talked to anybody today um so I feel that and like with cooking it's so true because you know I cook like most of our dinners every night because I love it and it's not from a point of like oh my boyfriend doesn't want to help but it's like no like I need to disconnect I need to just not think about anything and like just cook and it's one of those things that I found more and more over the years has like helped me so much with like my mental health or 
just yeah. moments of stress. It's like if I can turn off my brain, you know, I can't really like be like touching my phone or on my computer because I'm cooking and, you know, and it's so helpful because you're just kind of disconnected from everything. You're not yeah. thinking about everything else. You're thinking about like, okay, am I going to burn this fish in the pan or like, like am I going to worry about like what's going on in the world? And it yeah. kind of gives you a moment to like breathe. Yeah. Like am I, am I going to chop off my finger? Like right. I need to pay attention to this knife. Right. So it's, it's exactly. It's also like, of course you have to pay attention with cooking, but it's so mm-hmm. easy to like, do a podcast, which I do a lot of the time, but it's also just like sometimes nice to be like, especially if I have the apartment alone, I'm kind of like hmm, a moment of silence is kind of nice. Right. I used to be a person that always had to have like music or a podcast on. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, I crave it just being silent. Like I just mm-hmm. want to sit in silence. I want to just like not have to listen to anything or think about anything because yeah, I don't know. It's just, there's so much going on in the world and yeah. it's like, you just need a moment of peace. And I think that's something that like, yeah going back to it like Gen Z is really good about is like taking time for themselves and not feeling like they have to overexert themselves to just like exist like we're good at taking moments and finding the ways that that works for us and yeah yeah I'm I'm very attracted to that in people like if Mm I and it's I yeah, I've been thinking about that a lot lately. Like my boyfriend of a long time just moved in. So, you know, mm. I'm spending a lot more time with someone who I love very dearly and want to spend time with. But I think a lot of it is like I really appreciate when someone is like, I just need some time. Like I just need right. space. Because um, I think that that's yes. something that I struggle with sometimes in just asking for because mm-hmm. I'm a people pleaser at heart and I love being around people. So it's this like weird thing I do in my head where I'm like, well, if I ask them to go away, then I'm going to, the second they leave, I'm going to be like, dang, like I want to be with them. Like I, you know, right. so I think that I really appreciate that in somebody because it's kind of like, okay, they can do it. I can do it. But also like, it makes total sense. You ask for the right. things that you need. That's fine. You're not hurting anyone's feelings. It's not personal. It's literally just like, I need a moment. Like I need a break. So I use that and I, yeah, I think another thing that my friends and I have recently been doing, which I feel like you also probably do, but we haven't talked Mm -hmm. about yet is all of our friends lately have been like, we're going too fast. Like we're, you know, it's just, we're either spending too much money or, you know, it's just, we all need to kind of calm down a little bit, like need to take a break, sit back. We've been crafting a lot. Like oh, I love go to that. someone's apartment and like pick a craft for the night. We've made magnets. We collaged. We're going to crochet soon. Like oh it's my just, gosh. you know, I want to learn something and I want to like do something with my hands. But, you know, it's like we can put on music. We can put something, something on in the back. We could talk. We could not talk. Like mm-hmm. it, it's kind of a, a nice thing that we've been doing lately for like the last month. Um, and I love that I think so much. Another piece of self-care that's kind yeah. of doubling down on like my social battery. But at the same time, like – getting something done and doing something creative, but chilling. It's not yes. like, don't get me wrong. I love going out. I love the loud restaurants. I, you know, I love to dance. I, I love a disco ball, but like, you know, sometimes it's really nice to just like sit back and chill. So, oh, I, yeah. I understand that. I value the friends so much that are yeah. just willing to like relax and just like mm-hmm. stay home and just like do something yeah. that's not going out and being social. Cause I felt like for such a long period of time like I think it was like through college especially but like also when I moved to Columbus it was like go 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 like I didn't stop I didn't have any breaks like I felt like every weekend like I had something I didn't know anybody here that's nuts I knew I never even been to Columbus prior to the day I like physically moved here with my stuff it was insane 
Um, I knew, yeah, I knew the, like my boss at the company I was working for and like that was it. And I'll tell the story really fast, but I, um, when I moved here, one of my friends from New York was like, I was kind of stressed about like meeting people and just like finding a community of sorts. Cause I felt like I had that in New York, but also it was something that I was actively working on in New York. Cause I felt like I never really got it as much. And we were also kind of coming out of COVID sort of. So it was like a very weird time. So tough. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And so she was like, you should join a Facebook group for houseplants mm-hmm. because I have a ton of houseplants, which are mm-hmm. just out of frame, but I was like super, super into it at the time. And I still am, but like even more so then. So I was like, okay. So I joined this group in Columbus and I was just like kind of scrolling on there and this girl had posted in there and she was like, you know, I'm looking to meet some people who are around my age who like would be willing to like get coffee or drink or whatever. And so I messaged her and I was like, hey, I would love to. And basically one thing led to another. She introduced me to like all of my friends that I have now. I felt like such a community there. I met my boyfriend through her and like got just a whole like group there. And then I started hosting supper clubs here as like a way to kind of like nurture these new people because I was like they don't have to give me the time of day like they do not have to hang out with me you know like I'm somebody completely new and but I want to like foster all these friendships and meet people through them so I started hosting these supper clubs and basically said like hey you come and then bring one person that you know and that's how I got connected with my boyfriend because my the friend I had met through the Facebook group brought a friend and that friend brought my boyfriend and we kind of hit it off that way. But yeah, it's so interesting like with community building and just how like there are so many different ways to go about it. And mm-hmm. now like I have friends that like I can't even imagine my life without and some have moved now and you know, it's cool to like be able to go to places and visit them. But all of it mm-hmm. came back to food. Like it all came back right. to you know, I'm nurturing these oh, people so cool. and community yeah. through food. So yeah, I love having like, you know, those big fun dinner parties or like going right. out and doing stuff. But it's also nice to have friends where like you can go craft or you can just like hang out and be in silence and not think about oh. anything, you know? Oh my God. It's the best. Like the other thing that, which I don't think we even planned, but like, you know, my like group of friends or whatever, and it's, it's expanding too. We all are now AMC Stubbs members. <laughs> That's so amazing. We we a lot of us live like very close to like the AMC at Lincoln Square mm-hmm. in on the Upper West Side. And like that's literally going and sitting with people in silence. <laughs> but yeah. like it's it's a lot of fun because you know, we all have like three movies a week we can go see. So right. if someone's like, I'm gonna go do this, then people can tag on or like you can add it for all your other friends. But it's like another fun thing where, you know, we're not spending a ton of money again, which is, you mm-hmm. know, ding 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 really nice right yes. now um yes. but as someone you know on a live on a budget right but I think that it's it's cool and then we get to talk about it and we're like oh my god we saw that together what did you think when you saw with that person like it's another fun like cool thing that I think more people should be doing big oh, steps I agree I I love that. I just got back into like going to the movies. I feel like I didn't go for a long time. And then now like my boyfriend and I are like, we have nothing to do tonight. We should just go to the movie or like we should just go hang out or whatever it is because I don't know. It's so fun Mm -hmm. and like so enjoyable. And going back to what you're saying about crafts, my mom is like a huge crafter and she's always like at the craft shows and all of that but Mm. it was so interesting because I had a really like I paint a lot like as like a craft in my own time and 
I hadn't really thought about doing it with somebody else. And then I was talking to one of my friends and we were trying to decide like something to do. And she's like, what if we just like have a craft night and like we do a bunch of different things. And I was like, why have I never thought about doing that? Like with friends, like I always like do it by myself, but yeah. So I, I love that. I feel like our generation is getting very crafty and like, likes doing any creative thing. So I've been seeing so many like craft nights and like things pop up on social media. It also like taps into this like childhood thing mm-hmm. that I feel like gets lost sometimes in oh, like the, in the sprint of life. So I think that's another another thing that I really enjoy. Like you can't mess up a collage; just like do whatever right. you want to do, and then it's like cute and fun. So it also means nothing. It means right. absolutely nothing. There you can attach meaning to it if you want, if that's your thing. But like it doesn't matter. Like it's mm-hmm. nice to do things that like don't matter. Because I think a lot of times the things we do really matter. Yes. So it's it's nice to be able to just kind of tune out a little bit. But. I, I love that idea of doing things that don't matter because yeah. that's so <laughs> true. Like that – like, yeah, that is just so true because I think, you know, so much of what we do for work and like has right. such a bigger impact outside of us. So everything feels so important and like yeah, every right. connection we make feels so important because you don't know where it could lead and like right. we're in such that – era of our lives where we're sprinting and like everything feels important and I think like you know yeah it's nice to do things that don't feel important that don't have any meaning or like deep meaning attached to them I I love that yeah yeah I yeah and I think that thought kind of comes from this idea of being nicer to myself (laughs) yes this is like a general you know like I can I can you can take a breath I think for a really long time you know I did didn't do that ever so it's nice to kind of realize that it's it's all good, you know? Everything's mm-hmm. going to be okay. So, yes, I remind myself that every day. Every time I'm like taking my dog on a walk in the morning, I'm like going through my like affirmations in my mind and I'm like it's yeah. going to be okay. I'm going to be fine. Like, right. you know, all those yeah. things and yeah, it's it's hard I think being in Gen Z and like feeling like you have so much weight on your shoulders, but at the same time <laughs> feeling like you need to breathe and like take a step back yeah. and take a breath, but you kind of can't if you want to keep moving forward. Right, right. I also think the other thing about it too, which I don't want to come off as like this like special thing, but we didn't choose the like classic career path. Right. You know, right. like like I'm working but I'm also freelancing on the side mm-hmm. and you have your own agency and you podcast, even newsletter. Like it's not this linear path that if you take, like that's so sick. Mm-hmm. Like I love the security that you have. I'm very jealous of it. <laughs> but I think that I just like I it doesn't work for me and like the way my brain works. Mm-hmm. And I think that that does not help the feeling of oh, yes. weight. So I think it's also just being able to recognize that. I think before I'd be like, no, I, you know, I'm, I can do it. And that's why I'm, well, I think I can right. I do. I do have some confidence in myself, yes. but I think that, you know, it's, it's this, like you, they put, you put all this weight on yourself because you tell yourself it's what you want. And then you realize like, I do want it, but I can still be nice to myself in the process. Absolutely. I think it's like really liberating. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm kind of at that stage where it's like, work hard, you know, do what you need to do to like live and not have to rely on anyone else. But at the same time, like, yeah, do it for you. Don't do it for anybody else. So that's so true. I think too, like just recognizing like what you can do and like what actually works for you. Because like, 
I think about it like on the flip side, like I, I know, like I love working for myself and I love not having to like work for somebody else, but also I'm jealous of the people that like are like so down to do that. And like, you have such a cool job and like everything you do is so cool. And like, I love hearing about it. And like, I'm like, well, maybe I should like, maybe I should be doing that. You know, maybe like, Mm -hmm. why am I trying to like push towards this whole new thing and kind of in some ways put even more weight on my shoulders when not that it's like easy to go work for somebody else, but like, you know, maybe I should take a more traditional path. But then I'm like, no, I wouldn't be happy doing that. And it's this whole comparison thing. I feel like it comes back to. Yeah. And I think that it's okay okay for that to shift over time mm-hmm. you know like it's okay to say great I want to work for work for myself and then you know in a few years or however long you're like okay now I'm I'm actually good like I don't necessarily want all this pressure let me go back to something like this like it's okay to flip-flop and change and I think that that's what makes people better I think so like professionally and personally just having experiences I think a lot of it goes back to like, if you have the opportunity to be in the room, be in the room, like do it, like ask, ask people, you know, like the amount of random sales calls I've sat on, I am not in sales. (laughs) I don't think I'd be very good at it to be very honest with you. But I think that it's important to learn and like understand the vernacular and the jargon they're using Mm -hmm. and just like understand, you know, why is it important from like a holistic point of view? And I mean, I'm relating this to my work life, but I think a lot of it also goes to your personal life. Like, the, you know, I live in New York City. There's random shit happening all the time, and I love being a part of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because you never know who you're going to meet. You're never, you never know what you're going to do or who you're going to see. Like, it's just – it's crazy, and I think that it's really exciting or what you're going to stumble upon, right. you know? Marathon was last weekend, mm-hmm. and one of my best friends ran, and it's different when a friend of yours is running, and that's never – I've never had a friend run it before, and it's just like, you know – we're in the biggest city in the country and this is a huge marathon that 50,000 people are running and my one friend is running it and it feels like there's nothing else in the world. Mm -hmm. Like all you want to do is support them and yell at other people and every, like the air in New York feels so different on that day. Yes. So it's so exciting to kind of be like, you know, I I live in a place where all of this is at my disposal. I feel like I should take advantage of it. I, and on the flip side of that, not feel bad if I don't. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, you know, I think generally, yes, do. But, like, if you can't, it's okay. Right. Like, don't. You don't have to overexert yourself. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And I love the idea of just, like, you know, putting yourself out there and, like, making sure you're in yeah. the room for these conversations. And whether that's right. for work or, you know, it's in your personal right. life or whatever it may be, like, just kind of putting yourself out there. Because I think a lot of the times we can feel like we're – running and running and running it's like one more thing on my plate or like one more thing that I need to exert energy into and you know just kind of remembering like you don't know what can come from it and you might meet like amazing friends or you might get an amazing work connection or you know just do something fun like there are so many possibilities out there like we don't have to have it all figured out now but it's cool to see like what you could possibly like dip your toes into yeah. And the, and the base, the base of all of it is community. Oh yes. Like everything goes back to community, you know? It does. So, and I think it's, it's funny to like sit and realize it all the time because I don't think it's as glaring as we assume it to be, mm-hmm. you know, but I think it's, I don't know, it's really important and I, to everyone. And that's another thing that we can all agree on, but you know, we met in a community group. Yeah, It's, it's, we, and so here's an example right here. Right. It exactly. is exactly. It's, so it's, like, it's, it's, you know, and finding people who you're really alike and the same age and, you know, not in the same location, but have similar interests. Like it, 
I think it's it's really special and it's important and it goes back to harnessing those and you know acting on it and being active I think I really like being active in that way a few like a year ago my like word of the year was proactivity and I think that I would just now change it to activeness I think proactivity a little bit was like this productive like mindset that I always had to be productive Mm -hmm. and I always had to on which wasn't awesome for me I think I did a lot and I'm proud of that but at the same time like I think now it's just active yes just be part of things you don't necessarily need to be the first one to do it all the time so that's a very good piece of advice (laughs) I I love that and I feel like that kind of answers my question of like what is a piece of advice that you would you know give to somebody Mm -hmm. and kind of going back to our whole conversation and I think yours is probably to be active and to just put yourself out there and you know yeah make sure but if you have a different piece of advice you would also like to share I'd love to hear it I actually was talking about this the other day it's not necessarily a piece of advice but it's something to like ponder on the word opportunistic has such a negative connotation to Mm -hmm. it and I don't love that like or I don't necessarily agree with it because I think being opportunistic means taking what is in front of you and like flying with it yes obviously sometimes the bad can happen right like right I'm not naive to that obviously there's a reason why there's a negative connotation to it right but I think like I would love to kind of change that narrative a little bit of being like you know being opportunistic is like taking advantage of what's in front of you if it's there and if it's not do it yourself mm-hmm. like I think that's a big piece of it but at the same time, like also being nice to yourself, like everything is a caveat. Yes. I think that's another piece too. Like let the caveat, like listen to it, do what, do what you want to do with it and then move forward. Mm-hmm. So do what you feel is right, obviously. But for me, that word like opportunistic right now feels really topical because I'm, you know, trying to branch out and I'm trying to get in front of new people and new audiences and learn. And, you know, you know I want to be in the room. I, right. I really do from like, every part of my life so I think that's kind of like what I've been thinking about a lot so not necessarily a piece of advice but like ponder on that like is that something that you agree with is that something that you could you know have a idea is there another word that mm-hmm. you are like why do we think of it that way you know like I think it's an interesting conversation to be had and I like having those conversations with my friends and people that are my age because I think they can you know either disagree or agree or have other pieces to add and and it's like a nice conversation um, I also, another piece, talk to people who disagree with you Yes, all the time. Just, I think that's fine. Again, not everything is personal, mm-hmm. which is another thing I am striving to learn every day. Um, I think that also comes from being just like a young woman, uh, yes. not necessarily like Gen Z in particular, but being a woman and I'm the oldest sibling. So I think I have a lot of like internalized, like I have to do good because there are people watching me kind right. of vibe. But, um, you know, working through all of that. <laughs> so I think that a lot of that comes with, like, talk to people who don't have the same ideas as you. And, like, again, we hear that all the time from, like, our parents and, you know, like, when we talk about politics and things like that. But, like, even just, like, general ideas. Like, yeah. I don't know. I'm going to push back on that. I think it's it's really important. So I guess that was, like, four pieces of advice. But I don't know. Just think. Learn. Grow. Be in the rooms. It's really important. I think that's the era I'm in right now. Like, I don't want to give anyone concrete advice because I don't know. I'm learning as I'm going. So, I I love yeah. it, though. I think, you know, we don't have to have the most perfect answers or piece of, pieces yeah. of advice. But, you know, sharing from your experience and where yeah. you're at is so helpful to anybody that's listening yeah. and just, like, I don't know, can show people that, yeah. like, you know, people are real and people are human out yeah. there and it's not just some, like – 
facade that you see online or that's presented to you in different environments. Like everybody deep down is going through the same shit and is feeling the same way Mm -hmm. and has to, you know, figure out these points in their lives as well. Yeah. I mean, what about you? Like you talk to so many people that I feel like you probably have like an interesting perspective on it of just like, there's probably a through line that everyone is kind of talking about or something, at least lately. Like I'm not talking to people as much as you are on this like fun, interesting level. I I think you have some good insights there. I think the like best piece of advice and like something that one of a past podcast guests told me was like this idea of like doing enough and like just doing Mm -hmm. enough, like meeting yourself where you're at and just like not doing enough in the sense of like you're doing the bare minimum to survive, but it's like, okay, what can I do today that will make me feel better? And like, she was talking about how she used to be this really big athlete and she used to work out all Mm -hmm. the time and then she had children and she couldn't really invest the same amount of time. So now like her exercise is walking her kids to school and like, you know, talking about from like a food perspective, like, you know, she's not making these big elaborate meals, but she's, you know, filling in certain places with like really good ingredients or, you know, the things that she knows she needs to eat, but like maybe it's not as elaborate and crazy as it was before but just kind of like doing enough and like that really seems to be the like common line that connects people is everybody's trying so hard and everybody is doing their best and like you know we're all just like trying to get by while still like wanting to accomplish our goals and like wanting to like quote unquote change the world in some ways like I think that's what connects all of us. And I think that like goes back to so much of our conversation today of like, you yeah. know, you do all these things for yourself and you try to take care of yourself and like sometimes you fail and sometimes you still feel like yeah. shit, but then other times like it makes you feel great and you know, you're putting yourself out there and you know, you're chasing your dreams and all of that, but you know, we're just like trying to do enough to take care of ourselves in the process. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. I resonate with that a lot. It's, <laughs> so, I'll have to send you yeah. the episode because it was just – it's yeah, such a great conversation and like hearing somebody else's cool. perspective was amazing. Um, yeah. But yeah, well, thank you so much for talking to me today and just like sharing everything and I loved hearing your story and it's so fun to like talk to somebody who is Gen Z and like understands what's going on and is also somebody who's doing a lot of different creative pursuits. So <laughs> – it's very, very cool. So share where people can find you, like work-wise, freelance-wise, oh. Flavor Avery, all the things. Like yeah. tell them everything. Um, connect on Instagram. I love learning about new people. Avery J. Primus. Um, Avery Primus on LinkedIn. Flavory Avery. Like FL Avery Avery. Flavory Avery. Love that. Um, if you're interested. But yeah, you know, reach out. I love meeting new people and I love, you know. I love the networking game of it all. So I'm always down to talk anytime, anywhere. Thank you so much for listening to the Dear Citrus Diaries podcast hosted by me, Lauren Hodgen. Be sure to subscribe to our Substack and follow along on Instagram and TikTok to stay in the know, discover recipes, and so much more. Find everything linked in the show notes below, and I'll catch you next Monday at 7 a.m. EST.